Hello, I'm Mario Taniguzzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast, taking care of business today with Dan Kelly, President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Well, Dan, you can't uh, pick up a newspaper or watch news uh, these days without hearing something about the federal carbon tax. Uh, Big news, uh, continues to be big news in this country. What percentage of businesses and small businesses oppose this thing? Yeah, look, the 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 share is growing fast. Uh, the latest round of unfairnesses when the federal government decided to exempt uh, heating oil, but not other types of heating fuel like natural gas, just exacerbated an already incredibly unfair tax. Last year, over half of our members, fifty two percent, opposed the federal carbon tax. Not not all of the systems around the world are in BC or Quebec, but the federal carbon tax. And and now that's 85% of businesses that, that oppose this form of tax for a whole host of reasons. But the, the recent shenanigans uh, sure don't make it any better. In fact, make it an awful lot worse. Yeah. So what are the main reasons uh, for the opposition to this? Well, let me tell you a bit of a story. We've been watching this for, for a number of years now. And right from its very inception, the design was unfair. The federal carbon backstop, which was applied in Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, uh, and, and, and more recently has been expanded to all four Atlantic provinces, that tax was predicated on the fact that all, all users of fuel pay a fuel charge, uh, and, and that money then is recirculated back to the economy. So you heard the Prime Minister and others talk about the fact that many consumers will get more back in rebates from the carbon tax than they'll even pay. And, and while I'm not sure that that's true for too many, the only reason that could be mathematically true is if there was a group of people that were paying the tax and not getting any money back. Uh, guess who those people are? Small and medium-sized businesses. Yeah. So we, we have done some analysis to show that about 40% of the carbon tax is paid for by small businesses, and, and yet they get virtually none of the money back. The federal government did say when they put this in place that 10% of the carbon tax revenues would be dedicated to be returned to small businesses and indigenous groups. But if you can believe it, the federal government has collected $2.5 billion that is dedicated for that purpose to give back to small businesses and, and, and indigenous groups and has returned almost zero since they've collected it starting in 2019. So for five years we've had, or for four years we've had this tax, uh, and almost none has been returned of the ten percent that they dedicated to to that cause. So as an organization, uh, Dan, representing uh, well, over a hundred thousand, I think, or roughly a yeah. hundred thousand businesses in Canada, uh, what are you asking the feds to do? There, there's a few things. Yeah, look, we've got there's there's two ways we can go. Either they reform the tax, like fundamentally fix this tax to make it fair for everyone, or they scrap the whole thing and and start over. So if they were to fix the tax, overhaul the tax, here's what they need to do. One, that change that they made to home heating oil, they need to expand that to all forms of heating fuel, including natural gas, which of course is the case uh, for, for much of the rest of the country. Second, they need to stop the increases in the carbon tax. April 1st, we're going to see another increase in this tax of next and next year. And, and Canadians just can't afford that. Certainly small business owners can. They need to also ensure that they're giving back, that they give back immediately 
that two and a half billion dollars that has been collected and was supposed to go back to small businesses and ultimately come up with a formula that for all types of taxpayers, that they get back essentially what they pay. The whole concept of the carbon tax is that there's a price put on carbon using activities and you give that money back so that it could be redeployed for, for lighter carbon activities. And that doesn't work if you're not giving the money back now, or if you're giving it to some and not to everybody. So we're urging the federal government to fix the tax. Finally, there's some agricultural changes that need to be made. Uh, farmers are understandably upset that natural gas and propane used in, in heating barns and, and a few other grain drying that right now, there's while there's supposed to be some sort of rebate formula, we want to get uh, an actual exemption uh, for, for farmers from all of their use of, of carbon-based uh, activities. All right. Now, one of the things, uh, obviously, this impacts you and me and, and uh, you know, what uh, and the money, the jingle in our jeans, the money we have in our pockets, uh, which obviously will then impact small businesses, because uh, if I don't have as much money, I ain't spending as much money. Right. You got it. Look, the carbon tax affects everybody, whether you're paying it as a consumer, whether you're paying it as a business. Uh, we need to make sure, though, that it's fair across the board, that that one region shouldn't have their type of heating fuel exempted while another region does not. Uh, yeah. And that that some get rebates from the federal government, other, pay, other payers get none. Uh, that doesn't make sense. And certainly of the two and a half billion that's already been collected, if we got that money out to small businesses in short order, that would provide a bit of a relief at a time when small businesses are right now screaming because they are worried about their their economic future, about whether they're going to make it into 2024. Was, the last thing I was going to ask you, Dan, is is exactly that. Uh, like, do small businesses these days feel like they're they're swimming against the flow <laughs> because you've got the car carbon tax, you have got uh, other rising costs and inflation, yeah. you've got the repayment of the uh, uh, Canada Emergency Business Account loan. Uh, you've got the, you know, sales still not back to normal. Like, wow, like, how do you survive in this kind of environment? You know, I'm incredibly impressed and proud of the small businesses that have stuck through these difficult economic times so far. We've gone through, of course, the world's longest lockdowns and COVID restrictions. Yeah. And after that, rising inflation, a huge shortage of labor, the debt that businesses took on, declining sales, uh, increasing costs. This is not a good environment for the vast majority of businesses at, at, at this time. Uh, the fact that they've stuck on is a testament to their to their uh, ability to to survive and pivot. But we can't count on that forever. No, uh, we need governments to make some serious policy changes. Just today, the federal government announced a ban on replacement workers. We believe that that's going to mean that strikes are going to be deeper uh, and longer, more frequent in things like ports and railways, uh, mm. which small businesses and all of us as Canadians depend uh, for, for getting goods to serve, uh, to goods to markets. Yeah. I don't know. The economy seems to be issue number 500 on the government's list of priorities. It needs to be right near the top, um, but we're not seeing that. Uh, and so changes like the ones we're proposing on the carbon tax or the extension of the CBA loan deadline, the, the increase that we're plan that's planned for EI and CPP, we need to move on some of these affordability measures if we want to see more small businesses have a hope of making it over the next, uh, over the next critical number of months. All right. Thanks, uh, Dan, for joining us today. Anytime.
All right, that was Dan Kelly, president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. I'm Mario Tanaguzzi, taking care of business as managing editor of Canada's podcast. Thanks for joining us.